Sunderland beat Birmingham City 3-1 at the Stadium Light and yours truly managed to actually get to the game so apologies if you were looking for uh, me on this channel for that watch along on saturday was it saturday yeah it was saturday the 11th so um unfortunately for you but fortunate for me i got to spend a bit of time with me ma'am and uh, watch the lads absolutely fresh birmingham city paul you were there jacob you were yeah. watching online um do you want to yeah. do? Do you want to do your top level reviews? What did you see? I think telly coverage might have been a little bit different, but uh, we'll go with Paul first. What What did you think of the game, and uh, what were your highlights? What did I think of the game? Oh, I. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, well, I was I was actually impressed. Uh, well, not with the referee, but uh, I was actually happy with the game, and the highlight uh, was actually meeting you, Ant. Oh, we can't be telling people about me meet, meeting people up in the North East, can we now? <laughs> that was class. It was good. It was good to catch up after the game as well, once we knew what the result was, because I think that would have been like, if we met up before the game, it would have been, oh, I'm a bit nervous. Oh, I don't know. Oh, fingers crossed. You've got to be a jinx if we lose, mind. Oh, cheers. I'm not coming back then. <laughs> uh, Jacob, what was your impressions of the game on telly, on, on streams? I think it was overall a good performance. Um, I think Mowbray, the starting lineup was good. I think it was the right formation. Um, I think the Birmingham goal, it's sloppy. I think we could have done a bit more to mm -hmm. maybe have stopped that. But overall, apart from the Birmingham goal, Birmingham didn't do well. It, they were just like they just stood there, and like they weren't threatening. Didn't really do much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we annihilated him pretty much. So I've not really looked at the stats after the game because obviously you don't generally do that. But um, when we're watching it online, I, I typically look at the stats and go, "Look, the the game's swaying towards this; it's doing that." But when I was watching it, I think it is more like what you you're saying there. It was just like Sunland dominated the game and deserved to be in front. Now looking at the stats, this is the first time I'm seeing them. By the way, fifty nine percent possession. 22 shots for Sunderland to Birmingham 16 and six shots on target to their seven. So looking at that, the game looked fairly even on paper, but that that wasn't really a reflective reality of what, what I saw on the pitch. Um, from minute one up until the opening goal, um, what time was that? Bellingham. Bellingham scoring against his former club in the 17th minute. Sunderland were pretty much on top. Um, and then after that, it was how well we kind of contained them right do you do you think did you did you get yeah, that perception i'd agree yeah but we didn't I'm contain them did we though curses. it's good to see the player curse in reverse yeah. yeah reverse <laughs> honestly hopefully, hopefully, hopefully pritchard scores again against Huddersfield. you know oh mate He'll, yeah well when, when's that game like after plymouth Oh, the, the one directly after. Game. Yeah, it's the first one. Is it the yeah. first one of December? The last one of November? I can't. I've slept many times since then, mate. The same. Yeah. And I've had it since then as well, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. It's the 29th of November. Is Yeah, so the last game in November, the Huddersfield game. Yeah, after my birthday, almost. Happy 50th, yeah. mate. Excuse Happy. me. <laughs> 
Happy happy seventieth, Paul. Excuse me. You're excused. Oh, we're just jesting, mate. We're just jesting. Yeah, Um, we're just horsing around. uh, What was it? Oh, we're talking about Bellingham for a second there, weren't we? And then we got distracted with uh, with other fixtures. The former player curse. How did you think Bellingham took his goal? Good header, really. For me. All of Sunderland goals were pretty much copy paste. Like we cross the ball in, somebody connects onto the end of it, and it goes in the back of the net. It, it was such terrible yeah. defending from Birmingham City that it those. Set pieces in it, you Sorry. Would the goals be not set counted as set pieces? Two of them were corners, yeah. Two of them were corners. Yeah. It's it's absolutely mad. Like this is not our strength for forty, but is it because Birmingham no. were just so poor at them at defending them? I remember- You've called some. You've called our team out a few times, haven't you, Anthony? Last season as well on set pieces. And mm-hmm. do you not think we're improving slightly, ever so much on set I mean, pieces? I mean, it's not hard to improve from two in an entire season. So uh, we got two in one game. <laughs> yes, we have improved factually, statistically. We've scored more than I think four this season from from corners. So yeah, we've definitely improved. Still not like where it could be, but. No, but we're, we're getting there. We're yeah. getting to where we should be. We're getting, we're getting to a pretty much a good or good to average championship team with set piece goals. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyways, Bellingham scoring <laughs> scoring that goal for me. The former player curse didn't really work. Uh, it worked like like I said in reverse for Birmingham City. Um, in this one, I kind of felt like that was his little like jab at them just to say like look look what you're missing out and i don't think the birmingham well, fans he won't celebrate in like oh no oh i don't know mate if you look at if you look at his face through that entire reaction it's smug as out it's the most like screw you face uh, i've ever seen against his club because because it's it's like when i don't know you when do you know when like you you tell somebody in your family that like, how to do something they feel at it and then yeah. they do it your way and it's like that it's like it's exactly like that like he's basically just proven to them like they shouldn't have let him go or they should have treated him a bit better when he was there the birmingham fans absolutely adore him they they respect him still and i think that's he's a that's, lad, isn't he? yeah he's a, he's a <laughs> the, the bellinghams are promise um it does produce some good talent in birmingham um and far between, but there is there is a bit of talent there. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought he was just I thought he was showing a bit of swagger against them because it was a, it was a, it was a bit of a screw you, but also not too much of a like a what, oh, what was the name of that player that ran across the pitch, um and celebrated him. No, I think it was Spurs, Lee? Spurs and Arsenal. Adebayo, Adebayo, Adebayo. Back, Adebayo. yeah, yeah. When he was at Man- yeah, when he ran across the entire pitch and just went, <laughs> "Screw you!" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he didn't do it. He didn't do it to that degree, but it was more like, "Yeah, no. this is what you're missing out on." You, um, I'm still, yeah. I'm still, I'm still just as good as now as what I was when I was in the Birmingham team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly that. We didn't manage to hold on to it all that long, though. Birmingham didn't take that very uh, well. Um. The goal, the Birmingham goal, came completely against the run of play. There's a couple of people pointing the finger towards Equa, 
myself included a little bit, but also I kind of blame the lack of coordination between Sealed and Triantus at the back for not closing down the third pass. So Equal loses the ball in the middle of the park, and it's two passes after that that the ball ends up at the back of the net. It goes to Stansfield. Stansfield cuts in, and Sealt is about seven yards like away from Triantis, but also playing on Miyamoto. Is it Miyamoto? Miyoshi, sorry. Miyoshi. Um, Miyoshi in the middle of the box. So there was no way if Stansfield crossed that in that Miyoshi was ever going to be offside because he was just that far behind. You give them an extra two yards of free space, one person just in the middle of the box. If he got his connection to it, it was going in the back of the net. Not much Patson could have done. So I think Silt and Triantis need to communicate better and that goal would have been prevented. But also Equa losing the ball. So I can see where fans were like, Equa had a really poor game. What do you, what do you think, Paul? Yeah, I have to agree with you, mate. Uh, well, as you heard, uh, Chris, that was with me, that you met on Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My best uh, friend. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, keeps saying to me, uh, "You've got, to, you've got to watch out for um, Equa." Mm-hmm. Uh, when they scored, Chris said straight to me, "Look at Equa." Yeah. I was like, "What do you mean?" He was like, "He's like, it's Equa's fault." I mean, like I said, he did lose the ball, and he did try to pick it back up. But a lot, yeah, a lot of blame can be pointed to there. But there's more action after that. So, like, if he was a centre back making that mistake, it's a hundred percent that was the worst thing you could possibly do. But as a midfielder, you can make mistakes like that occasionally and get not get punished for it. You just got punished for it today, right? Or today, last week. Yeah, last week. Hmm. So you're blaming Equa for the goal more than the two defenders. Yep. Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. You, you don't have to agree with everything I say, you know. We can't. We can't have a healthy debate if we if need be. But um, yeah, I I, I kind of give the two defenders a little bit of a a a gap and a and a um a bit of what's it called, leeway with it, because it was their first start together as a partnership. So that communication came throughout the game. Um, and yeah, like I said, it materialised quite well. Um, but yeah, going into halftime, 1-1, kind of, for me, it was just like, we should be miles ahead of you. Uh, what, were you what was your perception at halftime? And also, Akisha, welcome along. Um, how you doing? Can't wait to be back in London on a way day on a second against Millwall. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah. What did you think at half time, boys? One one at half time, one I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, one, yeah. I was just, well, I was just thinking, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Typical of us to lose. Wayne Rooney gets first win against us. Yeah. You know, because it's a Sunderland thing, isn't it? But. It was comp- uh, it was comp- that goal was completely against the run of play. Um, um Oh by the by the way, whilst we're we're live here, England are playing Malta. It's currently England one nil up in the seventy third minute, thanks to an own goal. Um Foden's hooked cross into the goal. So um 
I'm I'm glad I'm not doing watch longs for England anymore because this game is yeah. terrible. It's absolutely dull. Yeah. It's horrible. My baddest performance <laughs> I know we're not winning the Euros. No chance. Yeah. No chance. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll yeah we'll talk about the yeah uh, we'll talk about England and uh, other football after the Birmingham game though. Paul, what was your thoughts at half time? Uh, well, to be honest, well, uh, at half time I was like, "What's more, we're going to tell them." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we know what he's like. Um, yeah, you know, is he just going to tell them? Yeah, you know, uh, come out and. Yeah, you know, just keep playing like you are, or you know, or come out and try and actually try and get some more goals, which we did. Yeah, I think it was a keep calm, carry on. The did did Birmingham make a sub at half time? Uh, I'm just about to see the second goal. Foden into uh, um, is it Saka and then Saka to Kane tap in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. That is too. Still much. Shame, Still shit. Yeah. <laughs> Did, was there any subs at half time in that in in the Birmingham game for us? Do you remember? Uh, um, oh, I, I think there was. No, I, I, I think Morbe kept the same team, uh, and then he made changes later on in the game. That was it. That was it. I was saying to me, man, in in the ground, like what, like at half time. Mowbray's going to do exactly this. He's going to stick with it until the 60th or 65th minute. Then 10 minutes after that first set of subs, he'll make another set of subs. Um, and it'll be two or three until he gets to four. And then leave one for like the, the 85th to 90th minute. And he is, by the book, he did exactly that. He, I think, uh, let me just pull it up. I've got the exact numbers here. He made subs at um, the 60th minute. The seventy fourth minute with a double, and then Burstow in the eighty eighth. It was it was like you can read them so well, but for some reason Rooney can't. <laughs> I didn't really understand how Rooney didn't understand it when I could see it as essentially like a layperson um, looking at like how Mowbray works week in week out. So a lot of research that could have been done by Birmingham just wasn't. Um, the goals. Oh, it's three 0 Declan Rice. Yeah. <laughs> what? That was a good goal. That was a good goal. Um. Yeah. Like I said, we'll talk about the England game <laughs> after the uh, after the Birmingham conversation. The second goal was about fifteen minutes, a couple of minutes before I was I was set of subs. Um and it it kind of looked like it came from, it came from a corner definitely, but um. It looked like Triantus, of all people, got on the end of it. Now, why is Triantus playing as our striker? That, for me, confused me a bit. I'm not going to, like, complain. He, he helped us get the goal. But it actually comes off the uh, Birmingham man, the former Sunderland man, um, Dion yeah, Sanderson. So, Another player, curse reverse. <laughs> the curse reverse. Birmingham was suffering yeah. um, in, that, in that game. So two... But a former Birmingham player and a former Sunderland player both score for Sunderland in that game, which is <laughs> just a strange yeah. narrative to have. Uh, what did you think of that second goal? Was it was it like a world beat there? Was it? I I kind of mm. just I kind of just thought it was just rewards for where we were at. Yeah. Yeah. Mowbray Mowbray scored the goal. Yeah. Mowbray scored the goal. 
Oh, it's a goal review for third goal, apparently. Mm. No goal. 2-0. So it is actually for our second goal. Um, I, I kept saying to Chris, that's Triantas. Mm -hmm. It looked like it was Triantas. Uh, it did, but... Well, that, that's why I even think it actually took the club a while to announce the goal. Because uh, whoever was doing the commentary, I don't think he even knew who was going to score. Mm -hmm. so it actually took a while to announce to announce them. Yeah, and it was announced in the stadium as Triantas by the uh, by the commentator, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it 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 is what it is. It, like Triantis would have been like it would have been great for him to get that chalked up to his to his tally and and get him off the score sheet. Even though we don't really need defender scoring all that often, the goal goes in for Sunderland. Doesn't matter where it comes from. But the third goal really does help our long term um, long term prospects because it's Ashish Adil Ashish. Connecting onto another cross, first time tap into the goal, absolute best best goal of the game, I think. Um, yeah, what what do you think of Oshish getting his first goal? Good, and I'd like hopefully more new players might, of course, Emiya and Mayender, and you know get their first goal as well. So it's mm -hmm. nice to see these players we got in the summer get their first goal. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Yeah, I'm actually happy for him. To be honest, I actually think that now will build confidence for him because I was looking after the game. Mowbray mm -hmm. actually said he would have started actually against Leicester, mm -hmm. but yeah. uh, he was actually injured, so that's why uh, he didn't start uh, against Leicester away. Okay, okay. <laughs> Um, I mean, who's he? Because Oshisha is not starting the game, right? He came on for. Let me just pull this up because I can't remember exactly who on paper he came on for. He came on for Bellingham. I don't think he's going to get ever going to start over Bellingham, right? What do you do? You think he will? Is if you got the choice, Oshisha Bellingham, that's your t number one choice for that position, that cam position. You're picking Bellingham, right? I, I think I think that's that's how it is at the moment. Unfortunately, unfortunately for Shish, even if he is getting a goal, Bellingham also scored in that game. So like he's competing with somebody who's doing the business earlier, sooner, and more critically. So yeah, we'll we'll see how that that pans out with with Oshish. Do, do you not depends what game we're playing? I, I mean, it, yeah. it could, but you know, like. like against... Plymouth, for example, do you not think Tony Mowbray will look at what they're like and say, like, if Bellingham is, I don't know, but like saying that, like, if he needs a rest, do you not think um, Ashish will actually go in then? I don't think he'd need a rest for that Plymouth game, per se, because we've got two weeks off now. We're in the international break. So mm. that rest is happening right now. Um, For me, I think our problem in terms of team selection, and Jim, welcome along. Um, will will help me with that. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about Nectar, which Jim uh, points out here, and Adil. But in the middle of the park, apart from central defensive midfielders, we've got two there. We have um, Equa 
and Dan Neal. They are our number one choices in that position. Everywhere else in the park has, maybe left and right wing, has somebody who can fit into it. So we've got Equa, Neal, Clark and Roberts. They're the four people who I think start pretty much every game if they're fit and ready to do so. Right? Agree, disagree? Do you disagree with that at all? No. No? Cool. What you said. Cool. So then we've got, uh, we've got six other outfield positions to pick. We've got Patson who's going to fit in goal every time. Now, defensively, you've got our number one choices are Ballard and O Nine for whatever reason. You've got Serkin and Hume and <laughs> um, who else we got? Huggins. So you've got five defenders playing for that that four that back four. Thank you, Robin Hood. Welcome it. Um we've got defensively we're kind of sorted, but then Triantis and um Sealed in that game proved that they are ready unmatched fit to be in there and are competing professionally <laughs> to to be starters. So like I think we've got essentially seven people for four positions at the at the at the back. But then in the middle of the park, you've got Clark's going to start every game. Then you've got Roberts, who might switch out for Barr occasionally. So there's two people for that position. But then you've just got the one option. Oh, you've got two options. You've got Cam and the striker, right? You've got two players. You're going to pick Bellingham. You're going to pick Bellingham. <laughs> uh, who else we got? Bellingham or Sheesh. You've got Dark. Dak, Rig, um, then you've got the, the strikers on there. Um, it, like you've got like nine people for two positions, and it's it's too much to to like say this person should be guaranteed it. Um, now I think Rushin's our number one choice in in the attacking position right now. He's just that good, but it's like how do we how do we support him with more more goal attempts? Like he has been the most Direct. I think he's hit the bar for the three times, right? So he's close, and he's getting there. He's actually having strikes on goal and beating the keeper. It's just the wrong side of the uh, the wrong side of the net. So, oh, Matete, Elise, there you go. No, let, <laughs> we've got way too many people just to to fit that starting eleven. Yes, we'll have some people on the bench that can come on, but essentially, if you've got fixed people in a position, Mowbray's like kind of chopping himself. Um, in the foot with with his team selection and team choices. So, if we're looking at fitness and rotation, I think every single player that has featured in the last three weeks for Sunderland is pretty much like our first choice team and maybe choice eight and a half. If that makes sense, like I don't know. Is it a good problem to have too many players? <laughs> Well, Chelsea have got that problem, haven't they? Yeah, but they've paid for them players. Not, not, not all of them playing. But um, I think for us, it's more of a case of you've got to put these people who are match ready in the games because otherwise, morale wise, they will start to like drop off. I've done everything you told me, Gaffer. Why am I not starting? Well, Job has a better chance than scoring than you this week. We'll come. We'll bring you on in the eighty-fifth minute. Ten minutes of a game. Come on. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to end up losing some really good talent by 
by not playing them often enough, but also you don't want to just play them for the sake of it. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's a good problem to have, I guess, whilst we're winning. When we're losing, it's uh, a little bit more easy for us to go, well, this person was not good enough. Like, Equa in that game, his position should be up for grabs, in my humble opinion. He's not fully fit. He's really good. He was out, he's out injured for a week or two, and since he's come back from his injury, he hasn't been 100%. Right, Paul. Yeah, yeah I, I think we'll see a lot of, of Meander, Meander as well. Yeah, after his oh, couple yeah. of appearance at the weekend, mm. I, I think we'll see. I, I think we'll see a lot of him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we will as well. Um, Alicia soon. Um, Trey Hume needs needs to play fantastic again. Um, we play Plymouth back when we get home. Exactly. We've like you said, we've got too many choices there, Keisha, with um with our players. So. It's all, it's all like, it's all a bit of discourse, I guess, when when we're winning. But when we're losing, it's um, it's hard to just justify some of the team choice and team selections if uh, if we're if we're if we're being honest. Uh, Robin, I don't know how 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 soon into the uh, conversation you are, but we we said the the leader for the uh, Birmingham goal for the mistake was Equa with Trianderson sealed. Um, not backing him up when he made that mistake and lost the ball. So it's kind of like we need to we need to improve essentially to become like a guaranteed playoff minimum team in the, in this championship. I think the top two at the moment are a little bit unachievable for where Sunderland are at, but I don't know. We can improve. We we need to like support our strikers, get them to have some goals. And yeah, try 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 a couple of variations in tactics. Like we we don't need to put out this exact same formation, the exact same style every single game, because it becomes readable, and doesn't help everybody in the in the team, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, Go on then. I was th I was thinking about it actually just um, after the uh, stream that we done with Brad on Monday. Mm -hmm. Who would you actually give captain role to? Because I, I know all nine's back for Plymouth. He's for he, me, he's would... he's ready for Plymouth. He's match fit, but will he make a mistake? Probably. Mm. Would you give it to Bellingham, maybe? No, no. I, I think. That, sorry, who would you give it to, Paul? And I'll give you my option as well. That is for me. Yeah. I would actually keep it with Dan Neil. Mm hmm. Uh, if Dan Neal starts it, he gets it for me as well. Maybe if you want it for somebody who is going to be a bit more vocal, then I'd say maybe Roberts. I think Jack Clark is a great player, but I don't think he's a captain. Not yet. He's too greedy. Don't don't get me wrong, when he is greedy, he's brilliant and he <laughs> he's an absolute threat to everybody he comes up against. But I don't think the way he plays is where the same way every one of our other players should be playing. You should a captain should be a leader, right? Not a what do you call it? Like a skill it's a person who's purely around skill. So yeah. There should be shouts for Clark because he's our top scorer, right? That's what I'm saying. But I don't think he's a leader. I think he's just pure talent. Please comment. <laughs> Paul <laughs> 
let me guess, would, would you not try um, Dan Ballard? I think Ballard is a leader, you know. But if Dan Ballard and or Nine are starting, I'd rather give it to the older guy. Yeah. Because he, he's been there, done that, and he has that more... Um, more experience. I mean, you don't get you don't get become a captain because of experience, but it's just a natural talent becoming a leader, right? Uh, Jim says, "Oh, nine will learn from his mistake and adopt to improve his game. He's done it since he's arrived. I mean, he he does stupid things every. I think it's between seven and nine games. Like he'll jump on a player's back, he'll kiss somebody, he'll like hug them in the box and drag them down. He he does that like every." seven to nine games and <laughs> it becomes a liability because he gets into this like weird 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 rut but um i don't think pritchard would be a a good captain for us in this current squad like maybe last season absolutely but um with with where this squad's at like you said uh pritchard if he starts but he doesn't really. He's he's not the first choice for Mowbray. Why would you give somebody who's, um, why would you give somebody who is maybe on the fringe of being like a go-to guy for substituting the captaincy? Like, it makes no sense. But again, it's it's a strike and a balance. If he's starting Bellingham over Pritchard. He clearly favours Bellingham. Does Bellingham have that leadership quality that Pritchard does? How do we get to that? Maybe. Um, Equire out. Do you think Equire could be a good captain? I think he could. I think Equire could be a really good captain. I just, That's, I just yeah, think he needs to mature a little bit in how mm. he recovers from injuries. Um, again, That's that, right, yeah. Equire Equ- is just a class. Class human, to be fair. Um, in, in, in... Nick Brown said to Michael and Sean on the after the Southampton game on Andrea mm-hmm. that he loved the area, he loved the club, but he just he really liked it. So I want I want someone with that attitude to be captain. You know, yeah. Man, I think. Maybe, maybe. Um, what time is so? Acacia's asked us a bit of a question, and my instant feeling is no. Um <laughs> uh, because I'm not really that bothered. Um but she's asked, Are you watching the Armenia Wheel games Wales game tomorrow? Um I've just checked the kickoff yeah. time I've just checked the checked the kickoff time and the answer is definitely no. I'll probably just watch the highlights. But yeah. um because Niall Huggins is obviously playing for Wales in that in that game. Um he's not playing for Armenia. <laughs> And he got um, player of the month, didn't he? Or goal of the goal month. of the month, yeah, yeah. That was one. Yeah. Of, that was one of the things I wanted to um, wanted to do. Um, but yeah, I'm really not interested in watching Wales play football. I'm hardly interested in watching England play. To be honest, it's it's just pain, and the entertainment factor is not really there anymore. Like maybe in a in a big tournament, but in the qualifiers, it's just so pedestrian. Um, just bring on the Euros, you know. Just bring it on. Yeah, we know we're not going to win. I'm sorry for the negative attitude, but it's just... it, it's it's essentially it's it's a it's essentially like watching um, Man City play a team like Salford or something. You like, yes, the game oh, could happen, oh, but Man it's City against Bournemouth. You know, it's predictable. 
It's way too predictable. Oh, Bayern Munich against anybody in the Bundesliga. <laughs> <laughs> or Rangers against St. Mirren. You know, yeah. Uh, Robin, Robin Hood agrees with us, by the way. Uh, absolutely no argument from me. He's the head of the Equa fan club. Equa is going to... I think if Equa stays with Sunderland long-term, we're in with an absolute treat with him. Um, looks like England wasn't interested in watching England play. That, no, watching England players, like watching paint dry. Like, it, it's interesting to a point. And then, it's just uh, it's formation, it is too defensive. It's too defensive. It's like... Uh, to be to to be fair, if you look at England's current formation and compare it to Sunderland's, it's identical. It's a four-two-three-one, except their one up front is actually banging goals. Tyree Kane, he's never not going to score. So that's what Sunderland needs. Mowbray's more. I don't know what the word is, but he's just Mowbray's mm-hmm. not boring like Southgate. Mowbray's actually, yeah, you know. He his tried. press conferences are actually his, his press conferences are fun. Southgate's are just like, yeah, England, the lads are playing well. It's mm. boring. Yeah. Jesus. Morbid's press conferences, though, a lot of the fans have actually asked Morbid to stop eating when he's actually doing his uh, press conferences. Nah, t- t- tell him to simmer well, down. If he if he wants if he wants to eat, he can eat all he wants. Hey, let him. Let him, let him eat his, let him, let him eat his Maltesers and his Revels and his Jaffa cakes. He can eat when he wants. Leave Uncle, yeah, leave Uncle Tony alone. Leave Uncle Tony alone. Yeah. Leave Granddad alone. Yeah, leave Granddad alone. Oh, he's got, he's, he's got his pension sorted out. I mean, I mean, he's a multi-millionaire, so I doubt, I doubt that's gonna uh, really be a factor. Um, but Jim does say it about uh, our captaincy and I think we'll wrap it up on this one Mowbray will stick stick with 9 as he does um, does stuff off the pitch um, with with the morale of players that are starting um, with the example here being giving Bennett a lift in um, so he doesn't uh, to like helping players just literally get to the ground he, he like he's that natural people person like in, yeah he just needs that that people person people 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 Luke O'Nine's clearly one of them and Equa's another one so I think if Luke O'Nine ever leaves, leaves the club I think he'll leave the club in a similar vein to how um, Gooch left if that makes sense it'll be a long time away but when he does it'll be uh, amicable <laughs> shall we say and then it'll go on to somebody like Equa after that point that's my that's my thoughts. <sighs> Anyways, should we talk about that goal of the month? <laughs> yeah, why not? Oh, how rare is it for? Obviously, how rare is it for a defender to get goal of the goal of the month? It's it's got to be like when was, can somebody do some googling while while already and find out the answer when the last time a defender scored goal of the month for the championship. It's got to be a couple of years right. ago. It's got to be a while ago, right? Um. So the last time I played in the championship, a defender. defender. Yeah, a defender in the championship won goal of the month or player of the month or anything like that. It's super rare. Player of the month. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Who? Who? Who did we score that goal against? Watford. 
off uh, defender in the championship. Yeah, <laughs> Watford. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was Nile Huggins' first goal for the club, actually. That yeah. one. And at one goal of the month. I, I tried looking it up, but it's yeah, it's come up with Nile Huggins, but it's not really coming out with all else. I've typed in the last time a defender in the championship won player of the month. And, uh, yeah. Goal of the month. Yeah. It's, Who's it goal of the month or player of the month? Goal, goal yeah, get confusing me now. <laughs> so the thing is for me, I, I think Huggins, Huggins really deserves to keep his place because, uh, well, as we know, yeah. um, after the game, Tony Mowbray confirmed that, um, uh, I forgot his name now, but... Oh, uh, Sorry, Josh Ruffles in the jo- Josh Ruffles, by the way, in the for Huddersfield, but it was last season defender. So it's it yeah, can it happens like November once 22. once a year. Yeah, November twenty two when it happened for him, Josh Ruffles. Literally the same time last year. <laughs> yeah, goal at, goal at month, and he's a defender. So it's there's not really a long there's not a long list of it. No, sorry um, to cut you off, Paul, by the way. Sorry, but yeah, as I was saying, for me, I think Serkin deserves to keep his place. Mm-hmm. Because after the game, Mowbray said that Dennis Serkin um, is actually having a scam. Because mm-hmm. uh, he, p- he picked up an injury in the warm-up. Uh, I think it was his hamstring, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's why That's why Triantis got the starting spot, right? Yeah, and I think the club are waiting to hear back on the scan results. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd keep them out just just for the sake of, uh, like, I wouldn't want to like if there is a like a slight issue in his in his performance because of that injury, I wouldn't risk it. Wait until we hundred percent get the go go ahead. But like, Triantis and Seal performed. Let let them drift across, or let Luke or Nye move across away from the middle. Now, if Silt needs to be in the middle, Luke or Nine doesn't have to be a centre back, right? Yeah, because it's yeah. interesting because Mowbray is going to mm. try Jensen Silt uh, in different positions on the pitch. Oh, right, okay. Keisha's saying that with Mowbray, sorry, I'm just bouncing around a little bit here, but she's saying with Mowbray, um, his kids are embarrassed with him eating, not anybody else. Don't watch him then. <laughs> you don't have to watch your dad do his job right. That's a bit weird. It's your parents' job to embarrass you. Exactly. exactly. Um, Huggins was electric in his first two leagues... St- uh, First starts in League One, then he got injury problems, and we're seeing that again now, says Jim. So, yeah, back back to your point, Paul, with Huggins. Do we do we just wait until he's one hundred percent fit, or do we risk it and keep trying him if he says he's okay? I I don't Huggins, know. Yeah. Injured, it's Sergen. Sergen. Yeah, Sergen's injured. Huggins I... is uh, injury free. <laughs> I'm reading names all over the place. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the same thing kind of applies, right? With Serkin, Huggins, doesn't matter if it's Elise, um, Mayenda. I'd rather have the player come back fully fit and be peak performance than be chucked in a week early. 
because we're desperate to see him in that place, right? That's that's my point. You've got to look at Equa. He was injured for two weeks. We're desperate for a central defensive midfielder. Dan Neal's out and we put him back in. And because he was in the previous game, we think he's okay for the next game. And he hasn't performed in three games for me. So it's just just wait, make sure the player's fully fit. We've got plenty of options. We should be able to adapt to a flat 4-4-2, to a 4-5-1, to a... 3-5-2, whatever that formation should be, should be based on who's fit and who's available and what is good best against that next opponent. Consistency is nice. Consistency is key sometimes, but it's also, you need to adapt. It's how we were so successful leaving League One with uh, Alex Neal, right? We didn't have the same regimental thing. Yes, Wonder Mulgrew yeah, now. Let's not mention that one. <laughs> I mean, I've got to a little bit because adaptability yeah. is a bit, adaptability is a key skill for these young players. If they are at today becoming regimented into that four-five-one formation, they are going to be like when they go to the next team or when they move or somebody new comes in and they've changed that up. There, they're like, "Well, what do I do now?" Doesn't I think? With with players, you've just got to make sure that they are willing to do their function within that game. Um, so it is what it is. Um, apparently, Jim says, "Paul, stop, stop correcting me." Huggins is getting injections to resolve the injury problems by strengthening bones. They seem to be working. Does that ring any bells to you, or? Is I haven't actually heard anything about that. So, <laughs> to be fair, that's the first time I've read it as well, Jim. So, uh, if if it is working and he's not actually injured, it's just med a medical thing, I guess, a procedure. And yeah, fair enough. Uh, oh, <laughs> Alex Neil did us a big favor. Don't you think our younger players developed as as they did? Don't think our younger players developed as they did no so it's kind of an interesting topic really around like long-term future with our club now we're on a free game winning streak we're back in the playoffs we're back where we really deserve to be compared to the rest of the league we're ahead of where we were this time last season by the way um we're on 26 points is that right at game 16 so yeah yeah we're already doing better than last season aren't we we, like this time, I believe. Yeah, we moved to 27. We went from 24 to 27 points on game 20 last season. So we are already ahead of where we were three games earlier. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're doing well. So, yes, we have blips. We have blips every single time. We have okay seasons. Now it's how we kick on, how we use these international breaks to develop and add more rigidity but also flexibility in how we come up against opponents we don't want to overburn in training but we also don't want to just relax to the point where we're, we're like oh we're better than most of these teams let's let's just chill like if we come up against let's say we play sheffield wednesday again tomorrow i'm 99 percent confident we would win that game if you keep going up the league, where does that stop to go like, oh, actually, this opponent would be the one of the most like 50-50 that you're coming up against? Who is that in the league table right now for you? What What is that position? Position for us? Yeah. Who's, who's the first team in this table that you think, oh, that would be a really tough game to win? Uh, 
going from the bottom to the uh, top. I, I, I'm still going to say, like, Leicester City, I think Leicester. we lose to most times, but where's the first team you're like, ooh. Yeah, I probably would say Leicester, hardest team to beat. No, no, that's, that's no. not the question, sorry. If you go from the bottom of the table, so Sheffield Wednesday, QPR, Rotherham, Huddersfield, Coventry, Plymouth, Birmingham City, Swansea, Norwich, Millwall, Stoke, Watford, Blackburn, Bristol, Middlesbrough, Cardiff, Hull, West Brom, then us, Preston, Southampton, Leeds, Ipswich, Leicester. That's the league table, bottom to the top. Who's the first team on that? Who's the first team that I mentioned there that you're like, oh, it's a 50-50, I don't know who's winning that game. Where was that first team for you? Mm. If we play yeah, Preston again. Preston, so fifth, the team directly above us. Yeah. Okay. Paul? Ipswich for me. Ipswich, second. Yeah. I'm going to be a little bit more respectful to everybody in this league. I think it goes to a 50-50 game as soon as we hit Blackburn Rovers in 12. For me, I, I, I can't say with 100% confidence we're beating Blackburn Rovers 10 times out of 10. I'd say it's, I'd say it's literally, if Blackburn, if we played this current Blackburn team and they played us, Five times they we would win, we would win. That's where I'm at. Anybody above that, we can beat. We can definitely beat everybody up to Ipswich on a given day. That's not the question. It's like who? Yeah, where where does that become? Like we sh we can lose against Blackburn, we can lose against Bristol, we can lose against Borough, Cardiff, Hull, West Brom, Preston, all of the ones above, and still be okay with it. We'll not be happy on the day, but like oh okay they were better on us on us today next week we'll, we'll we would smash them do you get what i mean yeah that's what you mean yeah. so yeah <laughs> i wonder what uh i wonder what people in the chat are, are thinking with that i'm just going to close down the uh the england game as well because that's done two nil by the way um no i mean there, there is people but it would they get boring game ted welcome along since six nil um, he's not doing a good job for them at all. What's this about? Sorry, I'm in case you were just discussing Darren Moore. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> no problem. Um, we should. We so Jim says we should have much more depth than last year. The lack of centre halves killed us at the end of the last season, and we've got height in that position. So yes, um, I think we've got more depth in it in most positions. Um, we've got more options in there but I don't think we're going to run away with, with every single game this season um, who's our next opponent that you think we're going to struggle against on paper ah, stop scratching me Lola man I think Leeds aren't actually at home when we play Leeds when is that that's 12th of December quite a bit away but I think that's the next game we might actually struggle Leeds are not a bad side so so, a lot of their players are from the Prem, so... Yeah, so next Saturday, the 25th, we've got Plymouth Argyle. We'll we'll do a bit of a build-up to that one um, today and uh, wrap it up in next week's watch-along. Is this frozen? This is frozen. Great. <laughs> Let's see if I turn it off and turn it on again, if that works. There you go. Good old-fashioned good old um, computer. Um, then the midweek is against Huddersfield Town on the 29th. Then Millwall then West Brom, then Leeds. So you're seeing five games time, that's when we're like, you're a bit 50-50 if we're going to win or lose. 
yeah. On it, yeah. What about you, Amp? What's your, like, the next game you think will struggle? Millwall. Millwall? Mm-hmm. I think, I think, you, I think, I think that's, that if we drop points against Plymouth, I don't think we'll lose against Plymouth. I don't think we'll lose against no. Huddersfield Town, but Millwall, we could, we could, they could snatch and grab a 1-0. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm going to say West Brom. The West Brom game on the 9th. Yeah. Is that Dece- that's 9th December? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah half 12 kickoff. Yeah, well, I'm say, well, I'm saying Leeds at home because it's no, no, we might get thumped off Leeds. Yeah, so I've just just done a little rough count. So in the next five weeks, we've got nine games. So the championship fixtures are coming quick and fast and condensed. It's uh, it's going to be a rough time. It's also going to be a good productive time, in my humble opinion. <laughs> so Leeds will be interesting because of the. The head coach that they've got, uh, Daniel Falk, that, that, that'll that be a, it'll be an interesting fixture. Mm. Yeah. Could you see us beating them all leads, or do you think, or do you think we will lose to them? They've got a lot of because, um, I was looking uh, the other day. Uh, we actually are charging them, mm-hmm. I think, twenty twenty nine pounds to actually come up to the Stadium of Light. Oh, just drive up? No, for the actual ticket. That's not bad. I don't think that's terrible. Because of the prices that they're charging us. Uh, so Sunderland have actually done it uh, that way and actually charging them £29. So we're being petty. Yeah, we are. Fine. I, I'm all right with it, you know. Like, if, if they're going to punish our fans for turning up and they're going to milk our fans for what we're worth, we will turn up and pay. We'll we'll pay 60 quid to to watch Leeds. We'll pay 35 quid to watch Millwall. Like, there is some fans that will literally just pay anything to watch any game. So... If they're going to do that to us, why not do it in reverse? And then you'll soon see their their two thousand allocation drop to fifty people rocking up. That regard, I wouldn't say regardless of the price, but there is like a respectable price that we our fans were paying. Up. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of a disrespectful thing. It's a joint agree. It's a joint agreement. £29 for both fans versus Leeds. So there you go. Like, I paid £38 per ticket, by the way, for, for watching Sunderland against Birmingham. So £29 for me is fine. Nothing so, Paul? Is that too much for you? Yeah, I think that's all right. Yeah. Seems... Probably, um... Thanks, Jim. We'll probably say um, what? I actually think we've we probably scabbed how many tickets they can get as well, because we know what Leeds is like. They'll come up to our fa- uh, yes, our place and the place cause trouble. Oh, uh, yeah, they they've got an allocation of two thousand fans. I've seen I've se- I've seen that on Twitter. There's there's some like wet wipe. <laughs> just just search wet wipe on uh, on a wet wipe. Uh, what's it called? Wet wipe allocation or something like that. There's just this Chad looking dude from Leeds who's like 
it's a load of crap because they only give us 2,000 tickets. They're scared. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's not about that. But the police have it's kind a, of oh, said... Could, the song we could sing to Lee Dump is 73 and you fucked it or something like that. I mean, I'm, like that. I mean, I wasn't alive then, so I can't really, but yeah. Oh, no. None, <laughs> of, none of us, me, Paul, and you weren't, no, but we could... Well, the generation that can remember it could probably sing that. Then is that game would be interesting because Huggins used to play for them. Yeah, and we... so did Clark. Yeah, Clark used to be a lead. Um, oh, Clark, Clark did... getting a late equaliser or a winner. I know we're talking about. I know we're talking about Leeds here. Does Gelhart actually still play for them? Because I haven't heard a single peep about he... about him this season. I think he is. I swear. Yeah, because I swear he's back at Leeds. I don't know. But he didn't do too much with us. Oh, he's so. he's played seven games for them and scored one goal. Watch it. He'll play against Sunderland and score, won't he? That's just typical. They'll put him on against Sunderland, won't they? Don't say that, Jacob. Don't say that. It, no, it's, <laughs> come on, he's written in the stars. and uh, it's, it's just typical. Yeah. I, I hope not, but... We'll just get one of our strikers to score, hopefully. Yeah, Clark. I mean, ev winner. eventually. No, you said a striker, mate. So it's it's <laughs> it's gonna be anybody but Jack Clark. Um, <laughs> yeah. On on that, we we are playing Plymouth next, right? Yeah, we are. Is there any Plymouth player? I think there's probably two or three that we should be looking out for and going. They're a threat. Is anyone that you're thinking in that in that category? I know they're they're quite low down in the league table, but. Is anybody like you? You go on. They've scored twenty-seven goals, by the way. They're the exact same amount that we have. They've just conceded twenty-seven. They're, they're defensively worse than us. That's the difference between these two teams. Now Plymouth. All right. Then the thing is for me, probably the only one I'll watch out for would be Barley Mumba. Okay, he wasn't in my uh, <laughs> in my thing at all. But why Bar Why Barley? Well, he's a, uh, he's a, yeah, he, well, he came from our academy, didn't he, so... Oh, yeah, former player ghost thing. Do you know what'll happen? Mm-hmm. Jacob, is anybody you're looking out for and going, ooh, he's a threat? Plymouth. For Plymouth, yeah. So did Paul say Ballymumba? He did, yeah. <laughs> I might have to go with that, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it's a shame that we let him go, well, it was Stuart Donald that let him go in the... On the on the uh, what was it the um, during lockdown you know the summer of twenty twenty leading up to the mm -hmm. 2020, 2021 season and just stupid decisions you know but I don't think he'd come back to Sunderland even though he's a Sunderland lad he's from might stay at Plymouth for a while but yeah I'd probably watch out for him because he's a good player so yeah yeah fair enough um for me it it's very very quick and easy there's uh, Ryan Hardy he's banging in a couple of goals he's not if we can if we can shut him out he, he should be he should be he should be very containable by our our defense not a problem mainly our midfield but yeah Ryan Hardy and i think their top scorer is Whitaker so yeah if we if we shut out their their the the people who are banging the goals in for them we we should be absolutely okay but Hardy and Whittaker for me is uh, the biggest threats with Plymouth today. If they're fit by the time or not fit, then obviously we don't have to worry about them. But <laughs> just 
to keep an eye on them. If they do, if they do anything, it'll be you know like when we play Blackburn, and we came up against Schmodich. It's like you just got to you just got to watch out for how our defenders react to them. And I can see the likes of Luke Nine doing something daft again. So yeah, just keep an eye on them. Um, yeah, I think we're caught up. Really, is there anything else we want to we want to chat about before uh, the end of today's stream? There is one thing, by the way, but uh, is, is there anything you want to chat about? England a bit, um, I mean, do a bit of... Yeah, we can discuss the England game. Again, we're, England's qualified now, essentially, for the Euros. I don't think there was any really de- any, any doubt about it. There's like five points gap. They needed one point. We're playing North Macedonia and Malta and like... England should be beating both those teams. We've set out today and we beat them 2-0. Um I had it on while I was watching that uh, while I started this stream because the first half was that dull. I don't know, watching England play is just really, really boring now. And I think you've said it plenty of times, Jacob, right? Southgate's Southgate's a good defensive manager, but his play style is so so boring. Yeah, I think it was a. I don't. It's, all he didn't do much at middle. Yeah, relegated and promoted. I don't see why he should be England manager. It should be someone who's more higher level. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Yeah. Not like same. Same with Roy Hodgson as well. He got West Brom promoted, and then not long after, he's England manager. Like, how does that work? <laughs> you don't hire a West Brom and Middlesbrough man. England manager. Well, he hired an England. No. He hired a Sunderland man, and he, he, he got. He's got well, the best. Yeah. He's got the best best England record in uh, as a manager since the start of the millennium. One game played, one game won. <laughs> it's just, I don't know who'd be next though after um, Southgate. I mean, even Paul said to me before the stream started, he won't be surprised if he started looking at the next manager now. It's regardless, Southgate's leaving after the twenty twenty four Euros. You know who I think it might be. Who? Mm. <laughs> Graham. No. Graham Potter. Nope. Graham. I think I know who I'm going to say. Who do you think I'm going to say? Howe. Nope. You're going to say those. Ah, oh, you're not going to say Eddie. No, no, no. No, it's not going to be more brave, uh, Jacob. It it comes it comes full circle in in this uh, this week's podcast. Win Rooney. Eddie Howe. Oh, wait, oh. No. Do you know why? He's a big oh, name. He's a, he's a, no, 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 it'll not be Frank Lampard or um, Terry because they're actually successful at being a manager. They'll pick Rooney because he's a big name. Um, they, he can be outbought and he can do dual jobs. You can have a club and a country to manage. So he could be at Birmingham and as soon as he finishes Birmingham contract, he can go full-time with England. They'll allow him to do part-time management with England. So, I think it'll be it'll be Wayne Rooney, or he'll be in the he'll be in the running for it. Bit of a mad one. <laughs> give give Harry give, give Harry Kane a Jaffa cake. <laughs> or Sterling as well. Give the whole England team some Jaffa cakes, you know. Yeah, I mean, just give him a waistcoat. Tice him in with like some some very mature ladies, and he'll he'll stay there. Um, <laughs> I'll be here. I'll be here. Um, 
Fine. There is one thing I do want to add on, by the way, and it's not about England. It's more around the... Because obviously the last game was on Armistice Day. There were so many displays of just sheer respect up and down the country. The Sunderland display looked absolutely class. Um, it was in the... I can't, what was the name of the end? The south, Is it the south, the south End? Roker End. The Roker End. Roker. Yeah. It yeah. was in the Roker End. The, the poppy display from all the fans. I think there was about... 3000 fans holding up holding up um banners for for the photographs and stuff for for that 2 minutes silence before the game 2 minutes silence in the in the in the pub by everybody there it was just it was just, just class respect <laughs> i guess it was just yeah really really nice to to see and be a part of um the other displays that you see um on online about what the other clubs have done as well um yeah i just think i think the whole country did did really well there was a couple of irish players which naturally abstained from from that as well they 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 received the the stick they just don't don't partake in the in the in the center circle huddle that's fine i guess yeah and I'd, you can't because obviously the the poppy is a, is seen in Ireland as a political symbol, not a a thing for for that. So I understand it. I don't I don't agree with it, but I understand it. So yeah, I thought I thought that was worth calling out. Um, nice to nice to see. Do you have anything on that? Idiots on the road, welcome along. Um, I think that's it. That I think I'm gonna gonna wrap it up there. Um, because we're approaching the hour. And we have plenty to talk about ahead of next week's podcast as well. So, yep. hey, there you go. <laughs> we'll catch you then. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Until next time, we're lads.